Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, how do you want to do this? Uh, well, we're already going. And <laughs> do you want me to hold on? Yeah, this is where I remember I have a little fear of heights. All right. <laughs> do we need, like, to start with, like, confession and forgiveness, just in case? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. This is... Hello, Heather Knight, and welcome to Total SF. And what turned out to be the best idea in podcasting history, we recorded a podcast on the Golden Gate Park Ferris wheel. Yes, we had agreed to meet our guest for this episode, Bishop Megan Rohr, in front of the Japanese Tea Garden, and find a space from there that would be quiet and a good place to record a, a podcast without too much noise. But the bishop looked across the music concourse and had the brilliant idea, why don't we record on the Ferris wheel? So, smart move, Bishop. Yeah, I didn't think it was a smart move at the time. Um, I had been riding around on my bike trying to scout a good location for audio, and my first thought was, let's get as far away from that Ferris wheel as possible, because there's this really loud diesel generator there, and I'm thinking, we're going to end up in one of those cars, we'll be locked in there if there's a lot of like squeaking going on, or if there's feedback, we can't escape, we're on a Ferris wheel. You know what? It turned out great. It was it was fantastic. You know, always listen to a religious leader because uh, a higher power intervened. <laughs> and I think this was our, our best location we've recorded at yet. Yes, you were reluctant and you did not want to ask the guy at the ticket booth if we could do this. So um, I asked because I'll ask anybody anything and want everybody to know we did buy tickets. This was not a freebie, but they were very kind. It was pretty empty. And they said, you can do this on the VIP gondola. Let me tell you, that has a wood floor, leather seats, and a champagne bucket, which was sadly empty. Yeah, it was a lot like being on a limousine, except you're on a Ferris wheel, and there's no like little flat screen TV, which you wouldn't want anyway, because the view is amazing. We're seeing all of San Francisco recording a podcast. And we had approached Bishop Rohr because they were on a roll on social media, affirmations for the new year, lots of blessings. And we thought, this is the pep talk we need in 2022. I was not disappointed. No, I think you and I both felt a lot better after riding the Ferris wheel with Bishop Rohr. Agreed. And make sure you listen to the end. There's a blessing for San Francisco. I want to note that we did not tell them we were going to do this. Bishop Rohr nailed it. It was just like a freestyle blessing. And um, I'm feeling really good about the rest of the year. I think our listeners will too. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. We're Ferris Wheel VIPs, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Welcome to Total SF and to the Ferris Wheel, Reverend Roar. Thank I'm sorry, you. Bishop Roar now. I forget too, it's fine. <laughs> well, um, we decided to meet in front of the Japanese Tea Garden, and then you had the brilliant idea of, well, why don't we try to record on the Ferris Wheel? And me being me, I was like, well, of course. So we are on and we are riding. Yeah, and we're in the VIP room. Do you want to mention the cushy yes. 
cushy seats and the little space where champagne could go if it wasn't the morning. We did buy tickets. This is not a freebie, but yeah. they offered us to sit in the VIP. What are these things called? Whatever this is, bucket. it's VIP. Is it a bucket? Yes, there's in leather the seats. Um, I think it's a gondola. Oh, gondola. <gasps> yeah. We talked about spiritual spaces last time, and we are in Golden Gate Park right now. I think we touched on that a little bit, but what's your favorite places in Golden Gate Park? Do you have early memories? Do you have favorite places that you just keep going again and again? I love um, some of the routes I've gone on with my kids. Um, we forged some new COVID territory because we don't have a backyard at our house in the sunset. And so the Golden Gate Park has always sort of been our backyard. But during COVID, there were folk who were like, let's do nonsense in the park <laughs> and like not wear masks. And it, so there were moments where it got a little like nerve wracking if you had little kids. And so we created this path from like the bison to the fishing casting ponds uh -huh. to the SFPD horses and then like back again um, to our house, which was like this lovely little behind the scenes trail where people couldn't, like it was off the beaten path enough that like other people weren't around, but there were enough like surprises around each corner that my kids would stay interested for the entire walk. Shout out to the fly casting pond. We yeah. Had, we had one near us when I lived in Oakland and I would go there and just watch people. It is, it is the most serene activity. A river runs through it, minus Brad Pitt in the river, but everything else. Yeah, well, it's very meditative because it's people like trying a thing. And I love it because it's like not your typical San Francisco thing. Like roller skating, very cool right now. Living in a van, very cool right now. Fishing where the, in a pond where there are no fish and just practicing <laughs> because someday you might go to a place where there are fish. Not very cool, but they just like keep practicing and practicing and practicing like someday they're gonna fish. And it just made me feel <laughs> good for the world that there were people who were like, were continuing on through the midst of COVID to like practice a thing, like just in case they got to go on vacation someday again. <laughs> that's super nice. And I should note that we have stopped. We are at the apex. I think that's probably part of the VIP experience <laughs> that we get like, to stay up here and see this wonderful view. We're see, I, I can see the, the bay, the ocean, Marin Headlands. Well, the last time we saw you, we were all at the Church of Eight Wheels with David Miles Jr. and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, you know, just another night in San Francisco. And you were on roller skates with a bishop t-shirt, and you were just about to be installed at Grace Cathedral as the first transgender bishop of the Lutheran Church. And we think of any mainstream church in the country, right? Yeah, since the year 234. Whoa. So what has life been like since that big day? Ugh. Well, I mean, gotta love a lot of press, right? Um, I think the estimates are that 1.1 billion people read about my installation. Oh my gosh. I think it's been really lovely. It's been great to have kind of the world pay attention to something that churches are doing, because that's not the typical way that the world works. Uh, and so I think it's been an interesting way of like becoming much more public. And so I've inherited some of the things that like create headaches for politicians. Mm -hmm. Like when people just sort of read a blip of what you do and then have thoughts about it. But I think the lovely part of that is, is like 
what a great way to balance out the world. Because I don't know if you've read about politics lately, mm-hmm. but people are real mad on every side of everything. Bro, everything. I mean, we are really close to car-free JFK. People can get really mad about a mile and a half of pavement. Yeah, everything. Like, I just think it's it's a time in our world where there's the very real fear of death. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the other stuff we fear, which feels very real, but some of it's, like, actually nonsense. Mm-hmm. Which... For me is why I try to like rep- retreat into like nature and into mm-hmm. part like especially like Japanese tea gardens are designed to like remind you that everything you're so serious about doesn't actually matter because mm-hmm. the world is bigger than you and like birds keep going and they don't care about a typo yeah. in the same way that we do. And so I just I like the idea that maybe there are folk who can be recognized who are like their purpose is to try to like respond to nonsense with kindness Mm -hmm. and like if you read everything i ever wrote on social media you'd be like every once in a while the bishop has a day but like (laughs) most of the time i'm like reminding myself of like that my purpose is to like be a cheerleader for Mm -hmm. people well you're very good at that yeah i try well the the end of the year uh i took notice you went on whatever the opposite of a rant is and just started spreading dozens of positive messages on Twitter. And, and actually, let's read a few. Heather? Yes, read me back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Resolve to roller skate more. Resolve to wear softer fabrics. Resolve to give yourself credit for trying, especially when no one else will. So how did this all start? It was a time in my learning how to bishop when I was... It was like one of the first times people were like, we don't like the thing you did. And I was wanting to be someone who always like recycles angst and fear into something more positive. And I always get a little bit of the heebie-jeebies during resolution time because there's always like those commercials that are like, buy jewelry for the people you love. And then there's like all the like weight loss ads that come that are about like, be ashamed you are not healthy enough And God bless everybody who, like, is getting up at five in the morning to, like, run and, you know, doing yoga in the park later. But, like, I always feel like whenever I have a resolution like that, that I'm setting myself up to fail. And if the whole point, particularly for Lutherans, is that, like, you can't screw up life, you should just figure out how to love yourself so you can love other people better. Or as RuPaul says better, you got to learn to love yourself or you can't love nobody else, right? (laughs) Like, if that's the whole point, then, like, let's stop making dumb resolutions that are, like, for a year I shall do this thing and, like, setting ourselves up to fail and feel shameful about it a few weeks later. I I regularly get feedback on social media that there are people who are, like, hanging on the edge of life and knowing the number of people who commit suicide towards the end of the year and in the new year because they're just thinking, like, I don't have the, the loved ones I want. I don't have the job that I want. I don't have the finances I want. And they're feeling agitated. And they, they have this experience that everyone else is like getting their crap together. And I just wanted there to be like a voice that was saying like, make a realistic resolution that doesn't shame yourself for the ways that you're human. I am the kind of person that I wanna read the negative comments cause I wanna like learn and grow and be better. And I think, honestly, like, I'm the kind of person I want, like, our churches to be better. I want our world to be better. I want city politics to be better. And so we need the feedback to be better. 
And so we need people to like be mad so we can know what to fix. Um, but if we always respond with, uh, no, I didn't, or you're so wrong, they stop giving the feedback and we stop being able to be better. And yeah. so I wanted to be someone who would like be able to like handle it on my shoulders when I get real feedback that matters to people, but also not like let go of the people who are like feeling like they're dwelling in the midst of loneliness in this world. It, whenever I um, feel like the world is unsolvable or like things are going amok, I try to do like a tangible project. So that's why I was like, I'm gonna garden because I can like make a plant live, sort of, my wife helps. But like, so I literally was at Mount Cross camp down near Santa Cruz and I had busted up a, a bathroom and I was retiling a bathroom and just thinking like, I need tangible moments where the world is better. And like, there's something about putting grout between tiles. <laughs> it's like the worst until you're like, I fixed a thing, right? And, it, and the water worked. And so like, I needed like these really tangible things. And for people who didn't have like a bathroom to bust up or a place to garden, like I feel like sometimes words can be the tangible things that can give people something to hold on to. We'll be right back after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I think my favorite, though, was uh, Jennifer Weiss tweeted, there's currently a presentation happening in my bedroom advocating for a third dog. And you saw these, like, two kids in front of this giant TV screen, like it's a PowerPoint. Yeah. And yours was blessing for those who are heavily lobbied. Um, again, I could just keep reading these. Did you have a favorite or two? I just, I find that, like, moments that are, like, funny or, like, so relatable where, like, just blessing pastors who, like, don't know where the heck their next sermon's going to come from. Blessing, especially, like, parents who are, like, losing it. My kids lobby me for a dog, like, every day. Mm. And we already have two cats, two hamsters, and a fish. And it's, like, <laughs> nonsense. That's too many things. And so... Like, I just think that, like, there are so many things that we, like, tolerate and survive because we, like, love people. But we, like, that's not on the news. Like, the moments when we're like, well, I read the book that I think is terrible because then my kid finally went to bed today, <laughs> right? It's like, and I think, like, my experience of what I think Jesus was up to, like, on a good day is that he was just, like, walking around and, like, Ah, like, blessed are those who are grieving, but you don't want to hear that every day when everyone's, and when it feels like, you know, like 5.51 million people have died. You yeah. don't want to hear that every day. And sometimes we just need to hear, like, blessed are the Ferris wheel operators. And <laughs> I try to do, like, um, a bunch of, like, prayer. I do a bunch of prayers about things stress will transform into. And it's always, like, some sort of food I am, like, craving, but, like, isn't at my house at that time. And so I'm, like, like... <laughs> may our stress transform into gumdrops or like some sort of chocolate or something <laughs> like that. Because I think that's 
that's like realness, right? That's why I didn't pick a New Year's resolution to lose weight is like my stress is gumdrops, you guys. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but, um, you know, we asked you, how do you stay up? And, and the fact is you're not always up. You're, but, but I have to wonder in the morning, do you wake up and give yourself a little bit of a pep talk? Is there something you say to yourself when you're every morning? Well, I've found that like, so I have a new uniform now um, and it comes with this really giant heavy cross and it um, changes the way like my posture is and it has <laughs> this red or it has a it has a purple stone in the middle that's supposed to be metaphorically about staying sober like when you finish the communion but now it's it's just a metaphor for like trying to have good judgment and bishops always put it in their pocket because it's really heavy and it hurts your neck and so I what I find is that like the process of sometimes like putting a collar in front of my voice box and remembering I speak for a community. It's like not about what I want, but like how can I make a community better and having a big weight right next to my heart that reminds me that like, like if I'm seeing someone who's really mad, I might be seeing someone who's really like heartbroken. And to instead of responding with my first very human impulse to like take a beat and on a good day, like respond with compassion and kindness and just assume everyone is as fragile as I am and recycle it. And I would say it also helps if when you're doing a New Year's Eve positive rant, you're also live streaming CNN and watching like Anderson Cooper get super drunk <laughs> and giggling in very high pitched ways because it helps inspire you to like go to more zany places. So there are problems in San Francisco and beyond that can't be fixed with joy alone or Ferris wheel rides. How do we balance that, the positivity and optimism, while still seeing the things that need fixing in our own lives and our communities? So I think we have to raise a crap ton of money, particularly for the communities that have been denied um, the same access that others have. Like, I think figuring out ways we can care for our public schools that are more than 70% kids of color, like figuring out ways we can create park access and plants and joy for people. And so part of that is like raising funds so that we can use buildings that cost a lot in really creative and transformative ways. Bil being willing to just try stuff, hoping that if you fail, people will forget you tried that and you try enough other stuff <laughs> that when you're successful, they'll be like, remember that time you did that thing? It was great. Um, and I think another part of it is just um, being foolish enough to stick with it because the whole world's going to tell you why everything's going to fail or why you should buy it instead of trying it. And if we are foolish enough to be people who are like, nah, like let's get there slower on a bicycle, right? Slow streets make no sense, but they kind of make all the sense, right? And um, figuring out ways that we can reconfigure and care for each other in new and interesting ways. It comes through all of these experiments. And so I think if I was only like random nice tweets on Twitter, people would be like, yeah, yeah, like dime a dozen. There's lots of social influencers you can go who, you know, have the nicest outfits and can do all kinds of nice things. But I think it's because I'm someone who in my like real life is going to be trying to get stuff done. There are times when uh, my family and I will just like go pick up trash for a whole day or just go feed people peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and not take a single picture. 
and just to make like that part of the day better mm -hmm. and trying to be people who are like making that a consistent part of your life I think is what helps kind of transcend is that because everyone at some moment is going to have a jerky neighbor or someone who reads their words the wrong way or a moment where like we have to unlearn our racism in a public space and if we can try to be people who are consistently doing the right thing people will know that we're trying and appreciate that um, and that we're gonna not quit when things are hard and so I think part of changing our world and changing the church sad to say is that we all need to be told we're racist more often. We all need to like listen more often. We need to like find creative ways to reorganize things and change change economies and change ways that we're interacting. And that might mean that like church smells and looks like what you thought, or it might mean that like church is in a Ferris wheel for a little while when we just like <laughs> notice that the world is bigger than us and that like just for a moment, like who cares what's going on at City Hall because we're in a Ferris wheel that won't <laughs> stop, Yay. right? Well, thank you for coming on our, our leather-appointed <laughs> VIP Ferris wheel. Um, didn't, didn't give you any warning about this, but can you, can you give us a blessing for San Francisco in 2022? It can be for beyond San Francisco, yeah. too. Well, my, my blessing for San Francisco is going to start with the original St. Francis. Like... May all of our heartaches be transformed into love. May the places where we're seeking comfort encourage us to comfort others. May the places where we are broken encourage us to see the brokenness in others. And more importantly, may we be people who not only celebrate fabulous, but we just keep trying even when no one can see the fabulous in us. Lovely, thank you. Thank you for coming on Total SF. This is, I think, the most fun, Heather, we've had on a Total SF, like, minute for minute. What do you think? I think so, too. You're always a great guest, so eloquent. And can we just say again, we did this on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And so you'll promise to come back for a fourth time oh, sometime yeah. later in the year? Well, here's what I'm saying is once you get past the number three, the next holy number is seven. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. And then I think after that, it's 12. Okay, but well, let's just keep going. Yeah, if you got long enough time, <laughs> we'll be around. And then we'll see what zany space I can drag you to next time. I, I think we have to like like do the next podcast like on horseback <gasps> or bison yes. back. I don't know. We'll have to bison back. <laughs> Dear San Francisco, please submit your art for Peter riding the back of a bison, no shirt on, kerchief, and send it to. Heather. <laughs> H night at sfchronicle.com. Yeah, I want to see all of those. Oh boy. Broke back bison. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think. 
at sfchronicle.com slash pod. circle so you're gonna come okay. around this corner here a little bit tighter the camera's above your head so you're gonna look oh, all the way out like you're falling so if you could come in just a little bit just closer the Kim for me. Kardashian angle <laughs> it is actually yes highly recommended um if you could if you don't mind coming in this, this uh, close like a yep. triangle there you okay. go perfect thank you so much I guess, yeah it's more of a triangle on the count of three guys you're falling oh! Oh! Uh. <laughs>